Grace and peace, brothers and sisters in Christ. Glad to be here this morning. Some of you may know it's the first time without a boot or cast in a long time for me on my feet, so I'm thankful for that. I'm also very thankful for all of our visitors who are here today. May the Lord bless you as you grow in His Word and as we enjoy our time of worship together, loving one another, singing to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs as well. Also very happy to see Ois Kennington back from his knee surgery, so we're very glad to have you back with us, Ois. I know it's been a hard couple of weeks not being able to be with your brothers and sisters in Christ, having to be at the house as well. So we're very thankful for that. Also, those who were had the opportunity to be yesterday at the church family day, we're very thankful for your presence. And many have said how they enjoyed that day and, and those things that happened. And when you see a day that goes cleanly without anything without any hiccups that means there's lots of people behind the scenes doing things to make sure everything takes is taken care of and thank the lord for all those servants and all who helped in different ways in the presence of each and every one some are already ready for one to ready for us to have another one in the spring as well so we'll be looking forward to that as well but brothers and sisters we're here this morning and we talked about yesterday getting our ducks in a row And when we think about that, I think about what goals are and things that we think of in our lives. And we all have goals. We all have financial goals. We have physical goals. We have goals that we have for our family, goals that we have for if we're a teacher for our students, goals in all kinds of different ways and all kinds of different things. And one of the things that I want us to think about and to keep our focus on is the goals that we have that's going to bring bring us closer to our God, our Father. And you know, when we look in God's Word, we see in Paul... Especially in the book of Philippians, he's going to be talking about the goal that he has. And if you want to open with me this morning, Philippians chapter 3, and we'll look at this together. Paul is going to say this in verse chapter 3, verse 10. I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings. Becoming like him in his death. And so somehow... Attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I've already obtained all of this or have already arrived at my goal. I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. The very first thing that I want us to see here is that Paul had a goal. His goal was I want to know Christ. I want to know every single thing about him. I want to know how he walked. I want to know how he talked. I want to know how he treated people. I want to know how he loved people. Lord God, help me to know who you are above all. Paul was saying, I'm ready to even walk into your steps to walk and look at you, Lord, as that. And we have to do that. We need to keep our eyes on the goal, our eyes on the prize. I don't know if you when you were little, McDonald's used to have their commercial, keep your eyes on your fries, right? Or somebody would steal them or somebody would get them. And that was always the big thing. You go to a birthday McDonald's and somebody will get some burgers and get some fries. And you say, look that way, you grab a fry. Keep your eyes on your fries, okay? Well, there's so much more at stake than fries. It's our eternal life with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And God wants us to keep our eyes on the prize, which is Christ heavenward, is where we're looking to when he comes to take us to our celestial home, our eternal home, where we will continue for eternity each and every day. 
brothers and sisters. We're going to look today and see if Paul was able to attain the goals that he had. And what can we can learn from it about obtaining our goals and the things that we have to keep our eyes on the prize. And the very first thing that I want us to understand this morning, as we go through the process of achieving our goals in Philippians chapter 3, verse 12b through 14, Paul's going to talk about the process of what happens and what needs to happen in order for us to set and have our goals. He'll say this. As we've already read the first part, I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. The very first thing that we want us to understand this morning about the process of achieving our goals is that something, it is something that we have not obtained. Well, if it's something that we have not yet obtained, that means what? There's work that's got to be done. And when we have goals, we got to make goals and think, okay, Lord, how am I going to get to this goal? What is going to make me be able to do those things that I want to do? You know, a lot of times in our world today, we want to be something and say, I want to be an astronaut. Well, tomorrow I'm an astronaut. Well, how am I going to get there? How am I going to be that? What do I have to do? What does all that entail? All of those things. But you know, one of the greatest things that we can understand about goals and having goals is it gives us a reason to wake up every single morning. If our goal is Christ and wanting to know him and wanting to be with him in heaven, the goal I have in my life each and every day is, Lord God, I want to know you more. I want to grow in my faith. I want to grow in my confidence. I want to grow in my belief in you. Lord, thank you for giving me a reason to wake up this morning. To obtain the goal that you've called for me in Christ heavenward. But not only that, as we're looking at this, something we have attained. It says pressing on toward that goal. Giving our all. Doing all that we can. Pressing on toward the goal of Christ heavenward. Looking to him. Looking to him and saying, how am I going to achieve that goal? What am I going to do? I don't know if you've seen. You've seen that on YouTube. It's been shared a lot. The the YouTube video of the colonel as he's talking to a graduating class. And he says, when you're obtaining your goals and you have your things you want to do after you graduate. And the things that you're thinking about doing. When you're pressing on toward the goal. The very first thing you do every day, he said, is make your bed. Because once you've made your bed, you've already done one thing for sure that you know you've done for that day to achieve your goal of whatever it is else that you want. Lord God, when I'm wanting to obtain my goal, help me not to forget about today, right? Sometimes we see the goal and that's where I'm going to be. That's what I want to do. And I forget what I need to do today. Lord God, help every day of my life as I wake up. May I glorify you. With my heart, soul, mind, and strength. My day and my goal is not to bring shame to your name, Lord, but to bring honor to your name. Lord, help me to do that with all of my heart, soul, mind, and strength. Not only to help me do that, but help me to do it in such a way, Lord, that I'm pressing on toward the goal. I'm not looking back. I'm going forward. You know, as we look in Ephesians chapter 6, and it talks about the full armor of God. And it talks about the helmet. It talks about the sword. It talks about the breastplate. It talks about all of these things. It talks about our feet ready for the readiness of the gospel. And all of these things. But there's nothing to protect the backside. Because we are people that's called to advance. We are people that's called to press on. To continue going in our life. Not to look back, but to go forward. Looking to him. Lord God, when I wake up in the morning, 
help me to accomplish something this day that helps me to remember, Lord God, I'm going and I'm attaining my goal. Help me to do that, Lord. Now, I don't know about you, but sometimes when we're wanting and we're planning and we're pressing on toward the goal, we're going to have some setbacks. Sometimes we may fail that day. Sometimes things may not work out the way we want them. Have you ever had a goal set and it just didn't work out the way you wanted? Or is there anything that you've ever wanted to do and you go, whoa, I really messed up? What can I do about that? Or, or what happens when we do that? Or do we dwell on the things that cause failure in our life? Do we dwell on the things that give us hardship or dwell on the things that give us suffering? Now, listen, I'm not saying that we don't think about those things, but we don't want to live in the past. Look what Paul says when he's talking about that. He says it in these verses that we're reading this morning. He says, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. Do you see again? Pressing, straining. Man, you know what that means? That requires work. That requires working out. That requires, Lord God, me growing in discipline to do your good and please and perfect will. May I be a living sacrifice to you. Lord God, help me to strain towards what is ahead and not dwelling on the failures or difficulties of the past. And when we think about the failures and difficulties of the past, how many times have you ever watched a sports show on TV that talks about somebody who has gone through some difficulties? How many times have you watched somebody or heard somebody, read something about somebody who has gone through tremendous difficulties and hard times in their lives and they were able to surpass those things and grow through those things? And you will see that they will say over and over again, yes, things happened that I didn't like. Things happened that I don't understand. But one thing I understand, I need to press on. I need to continue going forward. I need to continue keeping my eyes on the prize. That's where I want to be. In our Christian life, if you fall, get back up. Don't stay down. Don't say, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. When we were talking yesterday in Revelation chapter 2 and 3, talking about that, God is going to say over and over again, you might be doing good, you need to do better. You might be doing bad, and you might be doing real bad. But there's still an opportunity for you to have victory, for you to have hope. Don't dwell on the things uh, that bring us down, but dwell and help us to live, go forward, looking to the things ahead, keeping our eyes on the prize. You know, a lot of the things that we talked about yesterday, a lot of the examples I'd like to use, I'd like to use. But Tim said a lot of them. I don't want everybody to think he's just hearing Tim speak again because he said some really good things yesterday about talking about goals talking about setting goals and setting priorities that we have in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and making him the priority in every aspect of our life. Not just the first, but in every single aspect of our life. But as we look here today, straining toward what is ahead and not dwelling on the failures or difficulties. Now, I don't know about you, maybe here even as a church family, there's been times where this church has gone through difficult times There may be times when you said the church has failed in this area. If we stay on the failures, if we stay on the weaknesses, we will never go forward. We must not dwell on those things. We must say, Lord, if we have sinned, forgive us. We repent and let us go forward and keep our eyes on the prize. 
so that we don't lose heaven, Lord, that we look to you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And I believe the Lord is saying, God, the Lord is saying, let's do it. Let's look ahead. Let's go ahead. Let's go forward. And Lord God, if there's reconciliation that needs to be made, may reconciliation be made in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. May Satan not ever have the win over all of us or any of us because we understand there's something so precious. There's a prize at the end. I don't know about you, but sometimes when you ask somebody that if you need help for something and you need some volunteers, maybe sometimes, especially if you got little kids, hey, can y'all help us? Oh, and it's, what, what kind of face do you get? All right. Maybe. I guess I'll do that. Well, I'll tell you what. When we're going to do this, there's going to be a prize at the end. Oh! I'm ready to do whatever I got to do. What do I do? What's the prize? What's the prize? We stay in eager expectation. And that gives us drive. And that gives us motivation. That makes us want to do something. Look what Jesus has given us. Salvation. Look what Jesus, God has given us, eternal life. God, help me, Lord, to want to win that prize. Paul says that's the prize. That's what we have to look forward to. That's the goal that we have. Lord God, in my Christian life, as I'm processing of how to achieve my goals in spirit, our spiritual goals that we're looking at this morning, help me, Lord, to remember that I have not attained it all. That I need to grow each and every day and all of those things. May I press on even when it's hard. Even when it's hard to get up maybe on a Sunday morning. I'm going to press on. Even when it's hard to get up, get, get up in the evening. I'm going to press on. On a Wednesday night. I'm going to press on. On a, de- a day of service that the church has together. I'm going to press on Lord. Even though it may not be easy. But I press on Lord. Because I want the prize. But you know there's something great about this prize. We don't want it all to ourselves. We want to share the prize that we have been given. The reward that we have been given in Christ Jesus our Lord. And if we look here in these verses, the next few verses that we'll be looking at, at this very moment, I want us to look at that and think about what to do in our daily lives while striving to keep our eyes on the prize. What do we do in our daily lives? 3 verse 16 we've already talked about. Live for the day to what you have already obtained. You know, in 3 verse 16, Paul earlier says, you've not all obtained it all. But in 3 verse 16, he says, Who, those, <laughs> three, 3 verse 16, only let us live up to what we have already attained. He's not saying that's it. What he's saying is, as you're going on to your goal, on this day, live up to what you've already obtained. Lord God, you've given me and you show me mercy. Help me to remember that mercy today. Lord God, you've shown me forgiveness and forgiveness of a brother. Help me to have that forgiveness today that I have. Lord God, I have obtained through faith in Christ Jesus, through obedience of your gospel, eternal life. I have attained that, Lord. Now with that, things and things that I've attained daily in my life. Those things that are mine that I can understand, Lord God, help me have the desire to simply live for today while pressing on and keeping our eyes on the prize for the future. Jesus, when he was praying, he said, what? Give us this day our daily bread. Lord God, as I'm looking for the prize and I'm looking ahead, help me to be content with what I have in you, Lord. 
and help me to seek you even more. Help me, Lord, to understand all that I've obtained in you and all of those things that I have obtained and I've learned about you. Help me to put them into practice in my life, Lord, each and every day as I can continue to look to you. And isn't that what Paul says? And one of the greatest ways that we can help in our daily lives while striving to reach the goals that we have is to look for other people who have the exact same goal. Amen. Who in here has the goal of a he- eternal life? Amen. Who of us wants to go to heaven? I'm sure all of us. Who of us are straining, pressing, going and doing all that we can to continue to grow in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? Brothers and sisters, look for the examples of those who have the same goal. Look what Paul says in chapter 3, verse 17. Join together in following my example... Brothers and sisters, and just as you have, just, just as you have us as a model, keep your eyes on those who live as we do. You know, whatever you want to be in life, whatever goal that is, some may go to a college, some may go to an apprenticeship, some may go to an internship. If you go to an apprenticeship or an internship, you're understanding some area that you already want to work in. And what better area to work in than somebody who knows what they're doing, right? You do not want to come to me if you want to learn all about cars. Okay? You do not want to come to me. Tim, you may want to come to him about fixing some stuff at the house. Nowadays, he's doing pretty good. Now he's scared to death. (laughs) But brothers and sisters, when we look for somebody in an area, we look for somebody who is qualified. Somebody who has an example of something that we want to be. And we see in that person something that's worth mimicking or modeling in our lives. We want so much more than the goal that we have to look for like-minded people who are the example for us. God help me and show me people. And let me look at their example and let me learn from their example. Help me grow from their example as we continue to look to them each and every day. Look what he says in chapter 3, verse 20. Who by the power of God, uh, verse 20, but, but our citizenship is in heaven. And we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. What is Paul saying in this? Look for examples of those who have the same goal. And Paul says, you know what? The goal I have of wanting to know Christ and wanting to know the power of his resurrection is the goal that I want you to have. I want you to model me and imitate me as I imitate Christ. Look for others who have that example as well. And Paul says in this beautiful phrase here, our citizenship is in heaven. He's saying it's not about just my prize, but the prize that we have to offer others and the prize that we have. As the people and children of God. What an awesome prize that we have. That we can be called citizens. Being citizens means we have the same expectation of heaven. We have the same spirit of wanting to be there together. We want to grow together in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Are you looking for examples? Are you looking for those people? Have you told those people who are examples for you? Thank you for being an example of Christ. I promise you. If you tell them that, they may first of all, you're looking at me? Yes. And as we always say, and Tim has talked to the youth many times, those little ones are looking to them to see the example that they are setting. 
And they, the youth, are looking at us to see the example that we are setting. And then the older generation is looking to the younger ones to see the example that they are setting. So we're all looking at each other, and let's look at the best and what we have to offer each other to grow as we look forward to heaven together, as we together keep our eyes on the prize. Now, the thing I want you to know is, whenever we have goals and we have failures and we have frustrations and we have all those things that happen while we're straving in our daily lives, and you know, Jesus even talks about it. He talks about anxiety. Anybody here ever been anxious about anything? Oh, yeah, I can see the hands going up. We've all been anxious at some time or another, especially about our goals because we want everything like that you know some professions it says you got to take 8 to 12 to 13 years before you can be whatever that is whoa that's a long time you're going to have to set some goals and some of those days are not going to be so easy well lord god i just want to be a goal, have a goal today of being a good parent i want to have a goal today of being a good Boss, I want to have a good day of being a good employee, Lord. Whatever it is. Lord, it's hard, though. Where I work at, there's all these people around me doing all these other kinds of things, saying these all these other things. What am I to do? How am I supposed to find peace in you, Lord, in my daily life? Look what he says in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7. Do not be anxious about every, anything, but in every situation, in everything, By prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The first thing I want us to understand here, I want my heart and my mind guarded by Jesus. Lord God, as I look to your goals and the anxieties that I have that come along with that, Lord God, maybe today I'm not doing well. May I look to you in prayer. May I look to you in petition. May I give all of my my needs to you, Lord. Help me to get rid of those things in my life that are not allowing me to keep my eye on the prize, on the goals that I have, especially for you, Lord. Take away those things, Lord, in my life that, that are not of you. I saw somebody shared something the other day. It says, when you ask, not my will, but yours be done. That may mean, Lord, the Lord is going to be undoing the will that you've been doing. (laughs) And that's kind of hard to take also. But through prayer and supplication, as we're striving toward our goals and all of those things, Lord God, you guard my heart. You guard my mind. How can I make sure he's guarding my heart and my mind? Going to him in prayer and knowing that he listens. Not only that, but I don't know about you. Dwell on some good things. Amen. There's enough bad going on in this world to make us sad. And there's enough things that can try to drag us down. And in fact, he says in Philippians chapter 3 earlier in verse 16, For as I've told you before and now tell you again, even with tears, many live as the enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction. Their God is their stomach and their glory is in their shame. Their mind is set on earthly things. It's all around us and it can influence us if we're not in prayer, if we're not with each other, if we don't have our goal and our eyes on the prize. Lord God, guard my heart, guard my mind. Help me to bring to you each and every day prayer, but help me to dwell on what is good, Lord. Philippians 4 verse 9, verse 8. Finally, brothers 
and sisters. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Think about them. What is praiseworthy? Count your many blessings. Whatever you have heard, as Paul says here, whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. Now here's the last part of the key right there. To do in our daily lives. Lord God, the things that I'm learning about you, may they not just stay here. May they not just stay here, but may they be out here in my actions. With the people in the world, with the people in my, in, where I'm at each and every day, within my church family. Lord, wherever I am, help me to look. Help me to remember the good examples. And whatever is good and noble, let me remember those things. And help me, Lord, to put it into practice. You want the peace that passes understanding? Look, he says, you want the God of peace to be with you? Put your Christianity into practice. As we always hear, practice what you preach. Do what you say. Not, as we've said before, do as I say, not as I do. But do as the Lord does. Brothers and sisters, we have an awesome God. And I want us just to think of it this way. God's coming. Paul in his life, when he's writing Philippians, he says, I want to know, I want to know Christ, the powers of his resurrection. To share in his sufferings and become like him in his death. I want to know those things. I want to be with him. I want to understand the power of the resurrection. And I want to know what it understands to be with the Lord. The question is, did Paul himself put it into practice, what he was preaching? He would say that many things happened to him in Corinthians. But look at the end of Paul's life. When he knows that his end is nearer, when he knows that he's going to be executed because of his faith in Christ, when he writes his letter to 2 Timothy, Listen to Paul's goals being realized. 2 Timothy 1 verse 12. Timothy, I was a herald and a preacher of the gospel. That is why I'm suffering as I am. Yet this is no cause for shame. Because I know whom I have believed. And am convinced that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him until that day. Paul knew the day was coming. He kept his eyes on the prize. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 10. Paul is confident in helping others to have that same goal. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they too may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Endure everything. Lord God, why do we want to help each other? Why is it so hard to help each other? Because sometimes we're imperfect people. But Lord, help me not to get tired of helping my brother. Or not to get tired of helping my sister in Christ. Paul said, I endured everything for that cause. 
And in the end, as he's going closer to his eternal home, as we think about this, he says in 2 Timothy 4, verses 6 through 8, For I am already being poured out like a drink offering, and the time for my departure is near. I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. You get what Paul is saying there? A crown of righteousness in store for him. The righteous judge will award him on that day. And Paul says, you know what? That award is the same thing I want you to receive than you will receive. Crown of righteousness before our God. Have you longed for his appearing? We sing the song sometimes, soon and very soon, we are going to see the king. It's true. No more crying there. No more dying there. We are going to see the king. Question is, brothers and sisters, is that we should continue to strive to press on each and every day of our lives. Look what he says in the end of chapter 3, verse 20 and 21. Our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a Savior from there, Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies so that we will be made like his glorious body. Wow. What a prize we have to receive in Christ Jesus. What a prize we have. The question is, what are you striving for? Things of this world or things of heaven? Jesus said it perfectly. Where are you making your treasure? And things of the earth, or are you building up treasures in heaven? This morning, brothers and sisters, our challenge, each and every one of us, is to keep our eyes on the prize. Individually and as a group. Keeping our eyes on the prize each and every day. Praying for one another to keep our eyes on the prize. And continue to press on to the day when Jesus will call us all homes. He is coming. And Revelation says, even so come Jesus, or Maranatha, or Maranatha in English. Amen. Come soon, Jesus. The question is, are you in Christ this morning? Have you given your life to him? Have you become a child of God? Peter and the other apostles made it very simple. When the men and that were there and others were there, cut to the heart. Said, what must we do to be saved? Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And that promise was for them, their descendants, and those who are all far off. The price is eternal life. The question is, are you ready to accept the reward, the present that is given in Jesus Christ by responding to his gospel? And for all of us who are in Christ Jesus this morning, if you think, I've been running, but I've been running the wrong race, and I've been watching the wrong goals, and you want the prayers of this church, that your eyes may again continue on the prize of Christ heavenward, 
We want to pray for you this morning because Jesus certainly paid it all that we may have eternal life. Come as we stand and sing. We hope by listening to this lesson, you have found a better understanding of the Bible. And through that better understanding, find a closer relationship with God and His Son, Jesus Christ, our living Savior. If you have any questions or desire more information, please feel free to contact us here at the Dangerfield, Texas Church of Christ. You can find us at dfield.org. That's D-F-I-E-L-D-C-O-C dot O-R-G. Or you can email at dfieldcoc779 at aol.com. Or you can call us at 903-645-2896. If you are local to the Dangerfield area, we would love an opportunity to meet you and encourage you in person at 818 West W.M. Watson Boulevard, Dangerfield, Texas. 75638. Our meeting times are Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. for Bible class and 10.30 a.m. for worship service, Sunday evening at 6 p.m. for worship service, and Wednesday evening at 6.30 p.m. for our midweek Bible class. Grace and peace be with you always.